Hey, beautiful people, and thank you for listening to the Bang 2-3 podcast. If you find this funny, entertaining, or insightful, feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, or if you want to make my day, go show us some love on our Instagram page, because I love each and every single one of you. Thank you for listening. Um, In Charlotte, North Carolina, I went to get my concealed carry permit. Okay. Really cool process, super fun. Um, and my takeaway, first of all, <laughs> going <laughs> going to a concealed carry class is so awesome. <laughs> the whole class is essentially this. Let me boil it down. This is what er- the concealed carry class is. The, the instructor is breaking down legit the laws and everything you need to go really dense and fantastic information. And all the students do, all the students do is essentially ask the same question over and over and over again for eight hours. And that question is, when can I shoot somebody? <laughs> That's all it was. That's all it was. It was fantastic. It was like, wait, so somebody has a two by four. Can I shoot him? Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. If she has a knife, but she's smaller, can I shoot her? Wait a minute. What if he's bigger and he has pepper spray? Can I shoot him? <laughs> it was fantastic. But my takeaway from this class was essentially, I don't know if I want a concealed carry permit because they showed a lot of great examples in the class where somebody panics and they use that firearm and now they're still in jail. And so my yeah. takeaway was if I'm going to get a concealed carry permit, I'm only going to do it if I do something else like boxing, jujitsu, wrestling, because my takeaway was you or I never know how I'm going to react when a grown man puts his hands on me. And that, see, and that's where that reality based stuff kind of comes to play. That's mm-hmm. why it's so important is because you need to know how are you going to react if a grown man puts his hands on you, you know, and, and you do it in a a safe and controlled way that is, you know, not getting anyone injured, but that is super, super important. That's why training beyond just going to get a concealed carry. I, I teach concealed carry classes. I hate the idea of someone going into a concealed carry class and that be the only training that they get their entire lives when it comes to self-defense, because Mm. that is only one small piece of the puzzle. So what what is what does the reality based training classes? How do they simulate that panic of oh I'm getting my groceries and next thing you know somebody's grabbing me by the neck and how do how can you simulate that? It seems tough. Well, you know, actually, it's not a lot of ways. It's not as tough as you would think. Um, so basically, what we do, let's say we have. So we do a lot of different things. You know, we do uh, firearms training, but we do empty hand training and we do all kinds of different stuff. One thing that we do is every, I guess, twice a year, probably, we, we have what's called a defender course. And it's a three-day weekend. Uh, it's a Friday night, all day Saturday, mostly all day Sundays, 20 hours over three days. Now, we spend a lot of times doing the base level stuff, you know, kind of explaining some basics And then we start moving into doing other things. When you're doing and training for reality, you need to have some type of drills that you can do with a partner or with a group that is going to spike your adrenaline and allow you to feel that same, that level of uh, 
holy crap, I don't know what's about to happen. Uh, but while still being in a very safe environment, but your, your brain doesn't really know that at times, to be honest with you. Uh, we've got several drills where, um, uh, just as an explanation, some of them just kind of uh, wear you out. Uh, so there's this one called uh, the grind. And we do this one at almost every seminar and every kind of big teaching thing that we do. Uh, and that is we have different pads, different bags. If you come into my place, we've got like these four bags out. Uh, we've got pads that are sitting on the ground. Uh, we've got these different things going on. And basically for about three minutes or so, you're constantly changing from one thing to the next, just hitting at things as hard as you can. And mm. people learn really hard. That That is super hard or learn really fast. That is super hard and takes a lot out of you. Um, I've been MMA in MMA fights that were like 10 minutes long and those things suck. Uh, you, you want a fight that's going to be over with pretty quickly. Um, but you never know in a self-defense situation. Is it going to be really fast? Is it going to be really long? Okay. So that would be one thing that we do. And we just do that to kind of push people. And a lot of times kind of push people past what they think they could do. Uh, cause I never tell them how long they're actually going to do it. I just say go mm. and then tell them to switch. And what happens a lot of times is your brain shuts down long before your body does. So what we do is just not allow people to quit. They say, no, keep going, keep going, keep going. And you just push them and you push them past that point where they think they can go. And that usually helps. Uh, and then we'll do other things. We I saw little pieces. We do one that's called a home invasion drill. And it's similar in the fact, but you've got that extra spike of adrenaline where one person goes at a time. And that itself is enough to kind of make people feel like, uh, you know, everybody else is watching them. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. Let me, uh, okay. Maybe that won't, uh, interrupt again. Um, but anyway, you have that extra kind of stress of everybody's watching you go. Then we have somebody. It's usually not me. Honestly, I'm usually too nice to do this very well. So I usually get another one of my guys to do it where they, they sit there and they yell at you the entire time. And they're just, all they're trying to do is get that adrenaline up really big. Okay. And they're pushing you and they're telling you stuff to do. You got to, you got to run to one place and, and uh, hit bag and run to another bag and hit a bag and, and all of this kind of stuff. And then you run back and you have to make contact with a, a person who's the uh, attacker in the moment. And then after you make contact with that attacker, that attacker is going to now chase you. Although they're basically just walking <laughs> while you're trying to run to what would be a safe room and grab a firearm, which for us, that would be a, like a little laser gun. Okay. Uh, in the process of this, I've seen people completely fall over themselves because just adrenaline strike and everything, or, you know, it's, it's amazing to kind of watch people shut down uh, in times like this. Now we try to build people to where they're ready for that kind of drill before they get there. Um, on my way to getting certified, uh, there was a bunch of us together at this place, this conference trying to get, or this it wasn't really conference. Sorry. Um, we went to go get certified and there was some people that was really skilled martial artists and skilled fighters. But once the adrenaline hit of running these certain scenarios where we do these scenarios and this one that I remember was a, um, it was like an ATM scenario and you're just standing at a line at ATM. You have no idea what's about to happen. And then all of a sudden this dude comes in with a gun. I mean, obviously it's not real, but anyway, i watched this poor lady just completely freeze mm. because, you know, you know, fight, flight, freeze kind of thing. She wasn't ready for it. She, and she was a very skilled martial artist, but when the crap hit the fan, she froze. 
And, and that's something that you kind of have to work your way out of in a lot of ways. And a lot of that comes to training. Um, the big thing about adrenaline stress training is you're trying to, uh, the one thing I give every time I'm teaching this kind of stuff is if we go to an amusement park and you or I are going to go ride a roller coaster and yeah. we go down the really big hill and I flip out, ah, you know, really big. And they take a picture of me and I look, you know, completely scared to death. And I say, I don't like that. Let's do this again. We go back the next time and I, I look a little better, but I'm still not happy. By the time we've gone back and done it five times, I know where the camera is. I'm pointing and smiling. Ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> what's happened is I've inoculated myself to that adrenaline. So we do these drills so you can kind of like constantly hit this level of adrenaline and you now know what it feels like. So now you can handle it a lot better. And now when the crap really does hit the fan, you can be really calm. And that's the whole goal. Yeah, that's so interesting because one thing about self-defense situations is I think everybody wants to be prepared. Everybody yeah. like, you know, even most people you say, Oh, I don't care. I, you know, this isn't going to happen to me. I don't care. But they still lock your car when you leave it. You still set your yeah. alarm at night. So like everybody kind of wants to be prepared, but for most people, and thank goodness this is true for most people, it never happens. It yeah, never happens. Absolutely. And so, and we want to keep it that way. This is great, but it's kind of, like such an interesting dynamic that people go to school, they train for this, they put themselves in stressful situations just in case, but it's probably never going to happen. It goes to show how freaking frightening this crap is. Could you imagine, like, just put you, you're, you look like a fairly large guy and I'm not calling you fat. <laughs> you know, you're, you're bigger than me. You're bigger than me. Look at my little arms. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm showing my arms to the camera. Um, could you imagine what it's like to be like a 110 pound woman at the ATM and the big guy approaches? Like what, what is the key to that situation? Is it controlling your nerves or is it like, what, what do you, what do you tell the 110 pound woman? Carry a gun, carry knife, run away, scream. Well, every, yeah. So, I mean, like the best thing in any kind of self-defense situation is don't be there. Yeah. So if you can, so for us, the soft skills are what makes the difference between uh, a, a really crappy self-defense instruction and mm -hmm. really good self-defense instruction. Self-skills, stuff like Talk your way out of situations, uh, soft, soft skills like um, uh, being aware of everything that's going on around you and and avoiding that situation, uh, stuff like that. So like one of the first things we teach is the uh, Cooper's color code. Uh, and that's just a levels of awareness where you have, uh, you have basically five levels. White is when you are completely in la la land, you're not paying attention to anything going on around you. And it's honestly, unfortunately, it's where most people are when they're like walking around on their phones at Walmart. Um, and then you have yellow. Yellow is a, it's just a state of basic normal awareness. You're just looking around. You're paying attention to the people and the things that are going on around you. Um, and and you, you're just paying attention. Okay. Orange is when you notice a possible threat. Let's say I'm walking out of Walmart and I see this sketchy looking dude in a sketchy looking van. Well, in orange, I'm developing a plan. I'm going, well, maybe that is a situation I should avoid. So I think I'll just go around instead and avoid. Um, red 
is where you are actually involved in a self-defense situation. And it could be an actual fight. It could be verbal, uh, but you're, you're actually in it. You're involved. And then black is that freeze. When you go into condition black, you are, you completely freeze up. And that is, um, yeah, that's like the worst situation. You, you don't want to be in white where you're not paying attention and you don't want to be in black where you're completely and totally frozen and not able to act. So the goal is if you can be in that normal level of awareness, you can probably avoid most everything. Mm. So, so is this the best kind of approach is, Hey, be aware of what's going on and yeah. the threats and have a plan before shit goes down. Exactly. And walk around like you can, you you can handle yourself. Oh, Honestly, okay. This is good. I'm not, this I'm not is joking. Good. Not joking. I tell everybody, uh, especially we do women's self-defense seminars all over the place. Uh, and, uh, one of the things I'll tell, I said, listen, in the first here, in the first 15 minutes, I will tell you that if you just pay attention to the crap that's going on around you and walk around, like you have a purpose and walk around, like you can are confident and can take care of yourself then more than likely you're never going to be selected as a target to begin with. So is, okay. Is that the thing? Is that because we, we say this and these are kind of abstract terms that I know it's hard to describe. Walk around like you have a purpose, walk around like you're a badass. I mean, should I be scary? Should I get a face? No, 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 no. (laughs) Should I just stick my chest out my little chest? And I mean, what, what does that demeanor look like? Should my head be up? Should I make eye contact? Okay, confident. That that's the key yeah. word, right? Walk walk around and uh, to honestly, you know, doing something like martial arts, doing something like boxing, uh, any, anything that teaches you to fight is a martial art. So boxing is a martial art, kickboxing, uh, wrestling, whatever. Muay Thai. So when I'm saying martial arts, I'm just blanket statement there. Anything where you're learning to fight is going to make you a more confident person naturally because you are learning to handle yourself which actually makes you less likely to be picked for a target anyway. So uh, the big thing is just if you walk around with some confidence, you're probably never going to be picked. Um, There was actually a study uh, done of, I think there was, it was about a hundred different violent prisoners. They were shown the same hours. I mean, I'm sorry, sorry, same video of thousands of people walking down, up and down a sidewalk in New York City. When it came to, like at the end of that, they asked them, I said, okay, pick the people that you would victimize. Mm. And all but, I want to say, I think it was um, 97%, yeah, yeah, 97% of the same people were picked uh, that, that they would victimize. And it's all because of the way they carried themselves. Had no thought no difference on their age, uh, their sex, uh, anything, uh, the size, even it was how they carried themselves. Were they paying attention to the craps going on around them? Did they walk like they were already defeated? You know, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So those soft skills, if you could get just that in people's heads, there's gonna be a lot less victims because people are going to, or at least you can stop yourself from being one because they're going to pass you over for someone else. You know, what's so interesting is because I think you're right with the, okay, you, you learn boxing, you become more confident. And it's like, yeah. okay, that kind of makes sense to people. But it's kind of weird because if you think about it, if you learn to cook, which is another skill, just like boxing, you yeah. don't become more confident. What's so weird? Yeah. You, you learn how to like, <laughs> well, no, you some, learn how sometimes to, you do. 
well, maybe you'll become more confident in the kitchen. But yeah. boxing, for example, you'll become more confident in your whole life. It's like this okay. weird human thing where it's like, we know yeah, the at the moment, end of the day, it's it's like it's dog eat dog. You know, you and me yeah, in a room, I mean, really. what's going to happen? You yeah. Know? So, I mean, oh, man, you saw my, or earlier you were on blank. Mine just went blank. I need to take another cup of coffee. <laughs> Down it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that confidence, uh, that, that martial arts and, and training like that gives you is something you really don't get anywhere else. Basically, if you think about it, um, those type skills, they are very rarely, rarely needed, but when you do need them, nothing else will work. Yeah. And that's the main thing. At the end of the day, if you are in a situation where your ability to fight is going to make a difference to whether you live or die, there's no other skills that's going to actually get you out of that situation. You know, yeah, it's true. I I tell you to add on to your thesis here because I it's it's it was a question I really wanted to ask you about the way you present yourself. There's um there's this YouTube guy, and his thing he has a bunch of subscribers or whatever. His thing is like he goes to the sketchiest places in the world, like Afghanistan, Colombia, and he goes into the ghetto, and he's mm. like this. He's this white dude with blonde hair. Um, he has some tattoos, but. And he just walks around. And he's like, hey, yeah, man, I want a beer. Y'all could cut my hair. What's up? You want to play some games? And I'm like, whoa. But yeah. everybody always comments on the way this guy carries himself. And no one ever fucks with him. No one ever yeah. fucks with him. But he just, he just walks with a confidence. Whenever he sees people, whether they look like they want to kill him or they want to marry him, he's always speaking to him. Hey, how's it going? What's, how's it going, man? What you doing? Oh, that's some cool shoes. What's up? And just this air of confidence. It's like a, a bubble. This is like a sphere. So this is a super, super hack that you have right here just to kind of yeah. stick your chest out. Yeah. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's the truth. Uh, you know, nowadays you can almost guarantee at some point in time, you've been walking around in public and somebody looked at you and just and made a decision. Were they going to do something to you or not? Mm -hmm. You know, more than likely that has happened. But yeah, it's not every day that people get attacked. Uh, you know, violent crimes do happen to people. Uh, but I can almost guarantee you if you've been around crowds of people at some point in time, somebody's looked at you and said, mm, maybe not, you know, and they usually decide in about a second and a half. They make that decision huh. in a second and a half, whether they're going to actually attack you or not. Yo, that's so scary, but you're right. I never thought about that. <laughs> I never thought about that. <laughs> so that's the truth. All right. So, okay. I want you, I want you Here's the real reason why I asked you on the podcast. Okay, this is for some free advice here. Um, yeah, you can. Because I'm, I'm a cheap bastard, and uh, I'm, I'm, too, <laughs> <laughs> I'm too cheap to go pay for your school. Um, okay, this is, real, this is real life. I am going to New York City in about two weeks' time. True, yeah. true story. I'm going with my wife and my sister-in-law, who is a 15-year-old girl. So it's going to mm -hmm. be me and two women. Um, yeah. I want you to review my plan, okay? I and this is my this is my real plan if shit hits the fan, okay? And I've told All them right. both this, okay? So I, it may be good, it may be bad. All right. So I told them if stuff goes down, you know, let's say we're being approached by an aggressive looking, sketchy person, uh, maybe somebody is coming yelling at us or this type of situation. Not if someone has a gun or something like completely different. This is what I've told them. I'm going to tell my wife and sister-in-law to, 
to go, to leave, walk away. And mm-hmm. I am going to stay and deal with the threat. Um, because my thinking is, is that I want to present the bad guy with a split situation, right? Just like right. whenever, whenever the gangs, whenever the cops pull up on the gangs, they scram, they all scatter. So right. I want him, either he can go after them, in which case he'll be vulnerable to me, or he can attack me, which is not a great situation. But as a guy, I would much rather them, him attack me than them. Yeah. That, yeah. that's, that's my plan. What, what do you think about that? And can it be improved or is it solid? That's, that's a pretty noble plan. I think the thing you got to start with beforehand though, is, uh, we have a, we have a general rule. It's the DDSS rule. It's don't do stupid stuff. Okay. Nice. So, uh, avoid being with stupid people at stupid times at stupid places, um, doing stupid things. Okay. Okay. Uh, and if you can do those four things, then generally speaking, you will be safe. Uh, so now you take that and you combine that with the whole thing of walk around like you know what you're doing, whether you do or not, whether you can fight or not, walk around like you can take care of yourself. That will help. Uh, be aware of the crap that's going on around you and you're less likely to end up in a situation where somebody corners you anyway. Mm-hmm. So you're just like kind of looking around and don't just look around at the sites and everything else. Look around at the people. Uh, don't be afraid to make eye contact with people because that is something that number one humanizes you. Uh, number number two, it also is not not really like a threat, but it is it's kind of this like I'm not afraid of you. You know, yeah. if I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna look you in the eyes like that, uh, and I'm not saying like uncomfortably long or anything. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> don't be weird, but you know, uh, you know, if you are walking by, don't be afraid to look people in the eyes. Um, you know, that just, it helps with the confidence, uh, and everything else too. So these are all little soft skills stuff that you kind of, uh, that you're putting together to kind of have a a decent plan. Um, and then like your, your ability to speak to someone in a situation like that can also make a huge difference. So, um, I get asked constantly, uh, when I'm either teaching, I've guested on some other podcasts, uh, I have, uh, I've been teaching. I, I teach primarily North Carolina, Virginia, South Carolina areas. Uh, so we'll be brought in by businesses. I'll be brought in by um, uh, churches have brought me up to train security teams. Wow. I've, I've gone to teach active shooter um, like at Myrtle Beach, uh, different places around. And like I said, those three, three states. And um, so I get asked constantly, it's like, oh, so have you ever had to use these things? Have you ever had to like, you know, fight or have you ever had to draw your gun or have you had yeah. to like, all these things? Okay. I get asked this all the time. So basically I'll tell the rice, like, I fought all the time in the ring. You know, I fought MMA <laughs> for quite a while. Uh, but when it comes time to, I, I've had opportunities, some from a job that I previously had, uh, some from just like places we were at, but I've had plenty of opportunities to actually fight. But what I have done instead is I have used verbal kind of de-escalation, like calm the situation down so I can get myself or whoever may be with me out of there. Um, one case uh, was through a job that I used to have. We ended up in a situation where these two guys come out and was threatening the life of um, uh, a friend of mine, a coworker, and I had to go in and kind of get him out. And in the process of this, you know, I go in and – now I was, I was a fighter at this point in time, you know, um, I wasn't like super scared or anything. I mean, you know, you're always scared. I don't give a crap what you're doing. You're always scared in that moment. You don't really know what exactly what's going to happen, 
but I was calm and I did not show fear through the entire thing. And, uh, I just kind of like just sat there and just talked to one of the guys. It was two different guys. And I just talked to one of the guys to so just kind of like calm the situation down so I could get my coworker in my vehicle and then leave the area. And then we just pointed the police in their direction because that was their problem at that point in time. Wow. Um, so in that situation, what I always tell everybody is like, think about the most boring teacher you ever had in school. Uh, you know, just really kind of slow and monotone yeah. speak. This is great advice. And, and that's the way you want to speak to them. You know, I can sit there and go like, hey, man, calm down. We're all good. You know, or I can, hey, man, you know, just calm down. We're all good. You know, and one's going to have a much better reaction than the other one is. So your goal is to kind of like bring the situation down, just calm it down. Then you want to be really just like slow and calm in your speaking. Uh, that really sucks. Great. If you're, if you're teaching a class that sucks, you can't do that because you put everybody <laughs> to sleep, but like in a, or even on podcast here, but if you, you've got to, you got to do that in a actual situation. Uh, there was a situation where my wife and I were at a wedding and as we were coming out, it was in this little venue area. There was a one way, one way road. This dude comes in and then cuts us off. So we can't get out. And he comes up and he was accusing us of uh, like running over his dog. Uh, that we had been at a wedding for like three hours and it sucked for that guy. But I'm sitting there going like my wife is sitting here beside of me. This guy is getting like almost violent. And I'm like, I got to I got to get us out of here. And I just really calmly talked to him and, and everything else. And and I know this is a audio podcast. People can't see, but I do a lot of this where I'm showing the palms of my hands. If my hands are out here, I can, I can hit if I need to, I can, you know, punch, I can do whatever, but right here, they don't look threatening. You know, it yeah. looks like I'm putting a barrier up, you know? So I, you know, there's all these little tricks to kind of just calm situations down. Yeah. Can we walk, let, let's walk through a hypothetical situation. I'm all walking right. on the streets in New York. Uh, we'll, we'll just leave my wife and whatnot. I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. Some guys, some guys crossing the street, he's walking kind of fast and I make eye contact with him and he says, Hey man, what the fuck you looking at? You got a fucking problem? And he's approaching me. He's walking somewhat fast and he's, he's raising yep. his voice. What the fuck you looking at, man? Who are you? Why are you looking at yeah. me? And, and he's, he's really agitated and he's coming up to yeah. me. This, this actually came pretty close to happening to me like four times in New York. They don't give a shit over there. <laughs> but, uh, but so yeah, I had li- I, a real situation. I had a guy do this to me and said, instead of saying what the, he said, who the fuck you looking at, white boy? <laughs> but he, <laughs> he he went, he he did not come chest to chest. But this guy, he's approaching. What the fuck you looking at, chest to chest? He's he's trying yeah. to walk up to me and approach me. What should I do? Uh, so you have like your two levels. Uh, I usually start with being really nice, hand up. You know, I at least get that one hand up in between the two of us. And I'm, nah, man, I, yeah, I'm just looking around, you know what? And I'm being really calm. Now, I have to be ready and I am ready most of the time. I'm not going to lie to if somebody continues to press, I can flip the switch really fast. So yeah. uh, we go from, Hey, you know, being really nice, you know, and I try to walk around the person. If they push in on me, you know, then that switch flips and I get really loud and, you know, tell the guy to back up and become, uh, go from being the nice guy to trying to be the alpha dog in the situation. Um, mm. and you know, usually you never have to do that. Uh, 
by far, usually you could be nice, stick a hand out, you can uh, avoid, and 95% of the time, nothing's going to happen. You know, every once in a while, that switch needs to flip and you have to be, you know, go the other direction. I, I didn't have this situation happen, but I do know a guy who did. Um, he actually is uh, another reality-based self-defense instructor. And he was telling the story where uh, this guy come up and he, he, it was funny. He did not like verbal de-escalation skills and stuff like that. He thought it was all a bunch of crap. Uh, so anyway, uh, these two guys started running their mouth to him somewhere and he just was trying to avoid the situation when he couldn't, he flipped it real quick. And he said, all right, he said, fine. He said, if this is what you want to do, we'll go. He said, but I just want to warn you. He says, I'm going to break your leg. And he says, and you're going to run away crying like a little girl. <laughs> and, <laughs> now, awesome. what happened, yeah, I know. now what happened was they left him alone. Now he verbally de-escalated the situation by being very threatening. So, I mean, if one side of the skills don't work most of the time, the other one will. So yeah. it just, it's just really going to, you know, again, it goes back to that confidence because that guy, he, he wasn't joking. He meant it, yeah. you know, uh, when he said it, he believed every word he said, and that's really all you need them to believe is that you believe what you said in that situation. So step one is palms of the hands out in a defensive manner, not like a freaking Kung Fu. Like a thing. Right, right, right. right. Not, I can't like, stand with guys like, oh, and I'm like, no, 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 just, it's just, you know, like just, palms just out very, and like back up. Like, like it, for people listening, you kind of almost saying like easy, easy with your hands, yes. just, yes. just kind of palms out, not straight out. So that that's the first approach palms out just to kind of one, create a barrier. If this guy is approaching me aggressively exactly. that, that he cannot get into my chest because then he can do all kind of crazy shit. Right. Um, and then also to talk to him easily. Hey man, right. I, 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 it's just a misunderstanding. Yeah, I was just looking around, you know, I'm, I'm a yep. tourist. I'm, I was looking at everybody. You just so happen to be there. I don't have a problem with you, man. We're good to go. I'm just going to go on my way. And if that should usually work, he should be like, you know, he yeah. may say, he may say, well, get the fuck out my city, you dumb white yeah. boy or whatever. And then he'll walk off. Good. Yeah. That's a win. Right. Exactly. But if, yeah, that's yeah. Super win. You know, we, we're all alive. No one's in jail. Um, but if he continues, and let's say maybe he swipes my hand away, he says, no, man, fuck you. You was looking at me, but you got a fucking problem. I can't stand people like you. Swipes my hand away, gets it to my chest. Now it's time to escalate and you're saying right. become the alpha. Raise your yep. voice and say some crazy ass shit. <laughs> say some crazy <laughs> shit. Like, I'm going to put your testicle up your asshole or something. I mean, what? <laughs> this is good, man. So... <laughs> <laughs> so that the first thing before you do that, honestly, so let's say he, he swats your hand away and he gets up close to you. Number one, that hand, I don't care which hand, one hand needs to go directly to his chest and create that distance again. Cause you don't want them like right up on you. You know, I want to, I want that distance. Okay. That okay. distance gives me the chance to run. If you think you can outrun the guy, you take off. I mean, you know, if you can, like I said, at the very beginning, the best self-defense is not to be there. So, yeah. You know, if, if that not being there is going to turn and run, then, then great. I don't care, man. You're freaking alive, you know, yeah. uh, you know, and anytime you walk away and, and, and exit a situation, that's a win. Um, my daughter, uh, who is 15 and wow. then, uh, yeah, then, uh, a, the girl, a girl that works for me, she's a, a young married lady. 
And uh, they actually are, they both just got certified to teach a uh, tactical running, which is a martial art for self-defense all about running away. Uh, wow. You know, which I, I kind of joke about in a lot of ways, but really that's, that's one of the best things you can do. You know, if you can't avoid and you can't deescalate running away is the best option. Mm. I mean, anytime so, you're going to get into a fight, you're going to get arrested. You know, yeah, and, and if you, I carry a gun, I carry a gun for the absolute worst possible scenarios. Uh, you know, cause if somebody, again, it's like if self-defense, the self-defense skills are needed, there's really nothing else that's going to help you. Uh, if, if a sit, if a gun is seriously needed in the situation, there's very few other things you can use. Uh, somebody bust out with an active shooter kind of situation. Very few things are going to stop that person other than the gun. So I carry a gun for those reasons, but I, I don't want to pull that gun out for nothing. No, no. I mean, I, you know, it's just like, so I, I, I'm going to talk it down. Uh, I'm going to run away. I'm going to go to hands if I have to and, and start fighting, but I don't want to do that either. I would prefer not to hurt anybody personally. Yeah, I think that that's a good point, too. I think especially whenever it comes to hands, especially in like an urban environment such as New York City or a big city, man, you're on concrete. You don't know what's in his pocket. Yeah. You don't know if there's even like needles or yep. what. You don't even know if his buddy's around the corner. So this is this is good. Exactly. So may, maybe if if the guy, like you said, he comes into you, swipes your hand away, you put the hand back. And if you can see, you know, he got that crazy look in his eye that some people do, or, or I don't know, if you just got a feel, maybe, like you said, maybe the best move is just to, listen, muster all your strength, push the guy as hard as you can, and then turn the other way and run. Yeah. You know, is, is, one is of the that a- we train with, Yeah, yeah. One of the things we train with, uh, with especially like kids and adults too, is, uh, is pushing to create distance between you and the attacker. So mm-hmm. we'll push and create that distance so you can run and get out of there. Uh, cause if that's something you can do, go for it. Like I said, la- last ditch effort is actually punching, kicking, whatever, if you have to, uh, now if you need it, use it, you know, don't hesitate, but yeah. What, what about stuff like, cause now, now we're in kind of this gray area, right? We have a guy, he's aggressive. He's coming into our chest. Um, you know, we don't know what he has on him. I, you know, I, I'm not armed or whatever. What about some of those intermediary kind of things like pepper spray or like tasers or this type of stuff. How effective are these things? Like pepper spray, take (laughs) take pepper spray. Would would that be a situation where, okay, the guy's getting into my chest. He's aggressive. He's swiping my hand. Should I pepper spray now? Is there any time where you shouldn't do that? Um, I mean, no matter what you do, you have to make sure. I mean, it can be, Anything, if you have, if you cause violence in any way against another human being, you have to be able to justify what you just did, usually in a court. Okay. Um, so as long as you can say that everything about this situation seemed like the best thing, you know, if somebody's pushing in on you and they're threatening violence and stuff like that, yeah, pepper spray is perfectly legal. And, you know, I mean, there are different laws in different states. So don't say, they can't say that for all 50 states and all over the world, but, uh, it's a good idea. Um, I'm a big fan of pepper spray. Uh, so I have never actually been directly pepper sprayed. I have lots of friends that have, but I will say this. We, we, <laughs> we got some, uh, a pepper spray in one time and we were going to actually do a video for our YouTube channel on it. And it actually come in damaged oh, and it, it, 
they'd leaked on the on the canister itself. And we were sitting there and I was looking at it and I set it down. I didn't think about it. I just, I don't know. I was just, I had a really dumb moment. Okay. And <laughs> I happened to be playing cards with my family and I'm sitting there with the cards in my hand. I was looking at something and I reached up and I like rubbed my eye, rubbed my eye. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, holy crap. And my wife was like, what? I said, like, I, like I, I have essentially, it's like second hand, I guess like third hand at this point in time, pepper sprayed my own eyes and it was terrible. Um, you know, everybody that I know of that's ever been pepper sprayed says the same thing. It's absolutely horrible and it's completely debilitating. If you get hit with a stun gun, I've been hit with a stun gun before. Um, it sucks and I don't want to do it. But if you get hit with a stun gun, the, the moment it stops, the pain's over. Mm. So and they're not bad. I, I actually am, I'm an advocate for stun guns. Um, there's something we've got. a. I, I don't know if you've seen this on YouTube or not, but we've got a video on YouTube about the pain pen. And it's just really, it looks like a pen, basically. Uh, we've done, I don't know, two or three videos about it so far. And uh, in those videos, I've been hit with a pain pen several times. It is not a super strong uh, stun gun, but it sucks. Mm. I've got a scar on my arm because I let somebody hold it there too long because I wanted to see what it would do if it was held there for a longer time. And I have a scar still uh, from months ago at this point in time uh, because it burnt me uh, pretty bad. So, um, but it's, it's an immediate, like it, it, it's like a bite, man. You back your hand up really quick. And also something with a stun gun like that, man, you, you hit the button and it goes, you know, you get that immediately like, Oh crap. I don't want to mess with that. So, you know, that's another good option. And yeah. most of the time it, it affects people on a psychological level. You know, when they hear that. Zzz. That's so. a good point too. You, you see that all the time. It's, uh, you know, maybe like a, you see a video on YouTube or something, a situation is escalating. And then the woman pulls the, the sun gun out her purse and you hear that zap, 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 zap. That, that popping zap and it just mm-hmm. it scares the dog out of everybody man yeah that's that's does. a good point um actually i i purchased pepper spray i actually own pepper spray because i did a podcast with a prison guard at rikers island in new york and he, mm. and he, he was telling me all these stories of how these crazed deranged drugged drugged up people in prison Every single one of them would get dropped with with pepper spray. He's like, man, yeah. listen, this stuff is crazy. He says, I've never met a man who could who was able to run through the pepper spray and attack me. He says it is phenomenal. So, um, yeah, I highly recommend it. Just based on his testimony, I've never used it, um, but I have it. There, there's dogs in my neighborhood, and and there's yeah. a lot. Of, there's a lot of crime in the south, unfortunately. Yeah, um, well, I yeah, think that's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it is everywhere. You know what's you know it's very popular down here is stories like everybody you talk to down here has a story of they know somebody or a family friend that either seen or witnessed or heard of somebody getting taken, like snatched up, like I don't know, sold to a sex ring, but like snatched up in the van, like classic yeah. type shit you would see in a movie. If you, yeah. what, what type of advice would you give to a woman who is maybe walking to her car and Walmart, you know, this is normal situation and a man gets his hands on her. 
right? This okay. is a super scary situation. What the hell should it she is do? Very, is she screwed? So, no, no, okay. no, no, no. We actually teach this all over as well. This is another thing. Uh, abduction prevention is something we're actually known for. My daughter, my 15 year old daughter got pretty uh, popular uh, and famous on TikTok for teaching abduction prevention techniques. By the way, uh, can I just say real quick, your daughter sounds freaking awesome. <laughs> she sounds like I just picture this 15 year old freaking ninja who was raised with this self-defense uh, dad. I mean, she sounds awesome. Please tell her I said she sounds fantastic and I would love we'll to watch her TikTok. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's actually just the impact defense TikTok. Um, and we started out, we did a, a video. We had no idea what we were going to do. Somebody just said, hey, you should make a TikTok. And uh, I think we did a little like a review of a flashlight or something. And then uh, the next thing is like, okay, we're going to put my daughter on there and she's going to teach something like uh, a little series of stuff for kids. It blew up. It went crazy. Uh, And it was all about abduction prevention. Uh, So I I usually when getting into this, I say, Hey, let's uh, head over that way. And actually I'll tell you right now, that is one of the things that we are doing uh, um, is kind of filming a abduction prevention class and we're going to put it up for free on YouTube uh, where we do this big seminar or a course. We're going to put it up for free on YouTube. And just tell everybody. You're, you're with, you're with impact defense. I, I, we should have said this yes, way sir. earlier. We, we got talking. So impact defense, you have impact defense dot online. Interesting. Yes. Sir. Uh, so it's dot online. You got the Instagram, the YouTube. I was browsing all that. I listened to y'all podcast earlier, found out you used to keep your social security card in your wallet. Shame, shame. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, re- really great podcast. Everything is, is really top notch. Um, so everybody should check it out. It. Um, but I'm sorry, back, back to your, your awesome TikTok with your so, cool daughter. So, <laughs> so one of the things that uh, is taught, we tell everybody, it's just act like a toddler. Uh, now, not, not this, well, yeah, kind of screaming too. Uh, but anyway, uh, we have this four-step process. It's really simple. Drop, flail, wiggle, scream. Uh, my daughter loves to talk about this. She has taught, she has taught drop flow, wiggle scream to, I don't know how many people like live, uh, at this it sounds like a dance. It sounds like a, like a do the <laughs> drop flow, wiggle scream. Pop, 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 so pop. <laughs> basically, uh, the whole thing is somebody, somebody grabs you. Most of the time it is under the arms. Everybody is afraid of a grab over the arms, but really, uh, you've got all of this muscle that you can actually start to, to work against to get that out. So, under the arms is a lot more dangerous because they control your hips and your hips are the center of your everything. Uh, so if they can control your hips, they can control you. Uh, most of the time it's grab under the arms around the waist and drag you or pull you away. Uh, what we teach everybody to do is fight like your life depends on it because it probably does. Um, and just yell and scream, obviously, uh, but drop your weight. So you're going to try to drop your weight, sit down. You want to be like a toddler that doesn't want to be picked up. You know, if you go picking up a toddler and they don't want to get picked up, they just kind of go boneless and like throw themselves and like flail their arms around and stuff like that. That's kind of what we're shooting for. So drop your weight, uh, flail. If it's, if it's not working to, to just drop your weight down, then you're going to start flailing your arms and legs around trying to get yourself dropped to the floor. Uh, Wiggle if if you hit the ground and they're trying to grab your arms or legs or anything like that, you're gonna like wiggle your legs and arms very violently, trying to get. And I'm gonna tell you, I have done this with a lot of people. We've been brought to a lot of different places to teach this, and I have been kicked so many times 
it is not even funny. And the process of just this, like kids or adult ladies or anybody just like throwing their legs around as I'm trying to like grab an ankle or something. I've been kicked in the face and at the groin and the chest everywhere. Um, and then, you know, like the scream, you're supposed to, you should scream the entire time that you're doing it. Cause you're trying to attract attention. So the, yeah. the bigger and more of a fight that you actually put up during this, the less likely they are to uh, like continue to pursue you. Uh, I don't know if you heard about it, but the, Oh, probably a year, year and a half ago or something like that. There was a, uh, a young girl. She was an 11 year old girl in Florida. This guy pulls up in a white van and he had seen her around. And there was another time where he, he was like sitting somewhere like watching her. Well, anyway, she's sitting, waiting on her bus. He pulls up in the white van. He gets out. He's got a knife. Oh my God. He comes up, he grabs her and he tries to take her away in this van and, and she, she didn't, I'm not saying she learned this from us. Uh, it just so happened that we had been teaching the same kind of stuff. And then we saw that she was using the same kind of tactics. She was dropping down. Uh, she was throwing her legs and arms around. She was just putting up a fight, screaming her head off. What does this man with a knife do? He freaking gives up and runs away because more than anything in the world, a criminal like that does not want to get caught. So if you can attract so much attention to yourself, they are more than likely going to run away and, and leave you alone. So if all else fails and your awareness is blown to shot and uh, your confidence looks like crap at the moment, if they come up and grab you, you start making a lot of noise and putting up the biggest fight possible. They're probably just going to leave you alone. And I get like, we get what if to death on some of this stuff. People saw like, what if they have a knife? Well, yeah. like, that girl right there showed it. They're not in it. They're not looking to kill somebody. They're looking to get you into a van. You know, what if they have a gun? Same thing. Um, you know, they're just, they're just looking to get you into a van, you know, and get you and take you away. I actually had a very dear friend of mine. Somebody uh, rigged something up on her car and oh. they parked right beside of her vehicle. And what they were trying to get her to do, because this is fairly popular in our area as well. Uh, unfortunately, like Charlotte is like the the hub for the Eastern seaboard for human trafficking. So 85 that runs through Charlotte is a really big human trafficking area. So unfortunately there's a lot of stuff that goes on in this area. Yeah. Um, but my, my friend's wife, she had, uh, was coming back and she was getting into her vehicle. And when she pulls out, there was like a, a can that was rigged up under her, uh, not seat, sorry, her tire. And it fell down. And she ran over it. She said it sounded like she hit a vehicle, but she said she knew she didn't hit a vehicle. And she thought about getting out and checking, but she said just something in it just said, don't get out and check. She pulled out. She went over to a gas station. Then she got out and checked it. There was nothing wrong with her vehicle. She calls a, uh, but she found the duct tape that the can was held up with. She called a, the law enforcement and they told her this, this was a big thing going on right then where they would try to make it, make you think you had hit something. And then once you got back out of your car and paying attention to something else, they would grab you. Well, it just so happened oh, that it was like one of these panel vans sitting right next to her vehicle, which is the reason she did not get out of her vehicle because she just didn't feel safe. And uh, that guy says your intuition there about that oh, saved your life because that's exactly what happens. Holy so, I mean, fuck. this, this kind of stuff is like really, really near and dear to our hearts. 
uh, in our business. This is something that we're, and this, and this is why we have decided, and this is kind of pressed on me by my daughter. My daughter's like, dad, we've got to do this. Um, so this is why we are, we are just now kind of getting started. So I mean, it's going to be several months, probably sometime after the first of the year. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be putting out like a abduction prevention course on YouTube for free. So. Oh man. Yeah. You're doing the Lord's work. That's, that's incredible because I think as guys, we can't really put ourselves in the shoes of, of women, um, specifically maybe yeah. smaller women and, and less confident women. Uh, a lot of women don't like to go to martial arts and stuff like that. And yeah. they're intimidated and, and, and that's fine. Um, but so if, if anybody should be educated on this stuff, it should be them. And so that's incredible that y'all would do this. I could never imagine it would, it, I, I'm trying to think of what it would feel like for me. And I'm guessing it would feel like maybe if, I don't know, like Brock Lesnar or, you know, some, some guy grabbed me. But even then, I think as guys, I think this is why people like you and guys are a lot more comfortable with stepping in a cage and fighting, you know, to the, to the death or whatever, because I think as guys, like it's our own health kind of doesn't even register for us. It's just like, Hey man, yeah. you know, fuck it. But like women are a lot smarter than us. And so they like this, this shit's really scary to them. Um, and so thank y'all so much for doing that. And also I, I heard that as well, kind of to piggyback on your technique, I've heard that once they get you into the van, then your chances of survival dramatically drop, like yeah. dramatically. Yeah. And that's why they say your best chance is from the time that they spot you till you get to the van. You have to fight, like you said, because your life literally depends on these couple yeah. of feet to that van. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, once you once you go away with somebody, it's um, – uh, I can't remember. I, I want to say it was an eighty-five percent chance you're never coming back. Um, so if you ever leave, so never, ever, ever allow yourself to be gone to go to a secondary location. I always yeah. tell everybody in that moment: be prepared to die where you are because your chances are much better there than anywhere else. Yeah, and that's tough too. That's tough if hey, I'm just shopping for some freaking bananas. And now, bam, fight for your life, literally die. Yeah. If he has a knife, yeah. get stabbed, whatever you have to do. Uh, yeah. So let, let's say that you're shopping at the Walmart and you see one of these situations going down. You see the woman fighting and, and dropping and kicking. What do you do as a pedestrian? What would you do? Okay. So you need to make sure that you know exactly what is happening before you oh, get involved. That's such a good point. Super okay. good point. So- because if you involve yourself in a situation, you are opening yourself up to a lot of legal problems yes. uh, if you're if you're wrong. Uh, and one of the things that we talk about, you said you went to a concealed carry class in North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I always say when I'm teaching concealed carry is if you get out of your vehicle at Walmart, I don't, I don't know why I keep going back to Walmart because every bad story that we hear uh, when somebody says this thing happened, it was usually at Walmart. So that's just usually yeah. my my fallback, but let's say you're getting out of your vehicle at Walmart and you're heading to the uh, front doors and there is a man sitting on top of a woman with a gun to her face. And he says, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. Um, I ask all the time. It's like, how many people are going to take the shot and take this dude out? And like by far, most people say, yep, that's me. Uh, he could have been an undercover cop. 
that dude, uh, that lady could have just tried to abduct his kids. Yeah. Uh, you don't know what happened to end up in that situation. So that's the first thing we got to know. Do we know for a fact that that person, you know, how that situation started? Is that guy actually the bad guy? Okay. Then you need to know, okay, is it domestic? Cause let me tell you right now, if it's domestic, call the police. Mm. Don't get involved. I mean, if it's a spousal thing or, or common law spousal thing or boyfriend, girlfriend, don't get involved because like so many times in a situation you might get involved and then realize really fast that like, Oh, Holy crap. You know, now she's turned on me. You know, it's like, Oh, we were fine. This dude over here come that happens all the time. Okay. So if we can rule out those situations, I am tackling him to the ground so fast. Yes. Uh, yes, yes. (laughs) So if it's, if I know it's some like random dude who grabs this kid or a woman and somebody else is going like, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I, I'm tackling that guy to the ground so fast. So it's too, too, too late to call the cops, right? You, you got to take action. Right. Right. At that point in time. Cause you, again, you can't let that happen. You can't let that go to a second location. Um, but again, you gotta know, you gotta know exactly how that thing started and what's going on. Yeah. That, I, you, you brought up a good point that I actually learned that same scenario in the concealed carry class because everybody thinks that they want to get the gun to where they can stop the active shooter. But they told me in the concealed carry class, they said, listen, if there's an active shooter, get the hell out of there. Don't go yeah, looking no, for the I guy agree. because no, no, uh, no, no, no. yeah. Cause, Cause the situation that he was saying was kind of like yours. He says, you know, you're in, let's go back to Walmart. <laughs> you're, yeah. in, you're inside Walmart and gun shots start firing. And then you turn around and you see a guy with a gun and he's shooting. You don't know if he's like exactly, you said, an yeah. undercover cop. You don't know. He may be another civilian trying to take out the bad guy. Exactly. He, he yeah. may be the bad guy. He may not. And so that's why they say, man, just get the hell out of there because. Yep. Um, and people, I, that really blew my mind in that class. Cause I never thought about that. And you're so right. And it, it applies to the abduction scenario too. Um, shucks, they may be role-playing like some kinky stuff. You, it may be boyfriend, girlfriend. <laughs> 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 Sweetie, listen, I'm gonna go dress scantily and I want you to me at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> please people win some weird stuff that's some weird stuff man this is yeah this is pg-13 uh <laughs> what, so what do you think is the most common self-defense situation that occurs is it a home invasion is it the robbery is it the aggressive guy on the streets what do you think is the most common one most common yeah hmm. like what's the I most don't... likely one to happen oh you know, I see, I usually don't like to start quoting stuff out unless I know it to be fact. Um, well, we're speculating. Disclaimer. This is <laughs> okay. complete speculation. Complete speculation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, complete speculation. I would, I would imagine it would be two idiots somewhere running off at the mouth and getting mad and then coming to blows. Um, mm. Usually that would be two guys uh, in that respect. Let's just be honest. Cause you yeah. said, you know, uh, we, we guys sometimes let our pride get to us entirely too much. And I would think that the most likely thing to happen is I do something, this guy gets pissed off, and now we end up in this situation, you know, a pissing contest between the two of us, and then, you know, then it's escalated. Um, You know, most of those kind of situations that I have seen has been one of these kind of like that. It's, you know, somebody does something, somebody escalates, escalate, 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 you know, now. 
yeah, uh, abductions are, I mean, it's not the most common thing, but they happen. Um, you know, robberies, muggings, that kind of stuff, not the most common thing, but it does happen as well. Home invasions, unfortunately, they happen too. But I would tend to think that it would probably be something stupid, you know, start off with somebody took somebody's parking space and then it all just went downhill from there. Oh, yeah. I think I, I wasn't even thinking about that, but you're definitely right. Some guy at a bar steps on a guy's shoe and they yeah. drunk. Yeah. It's like, man, what the fuck? These are new shoes. Um, yeah, that that's definitely one, especially whenever alcohol is involved. Uh, what about this? This may not be your area of expertise, so we'll just disclaim this as speculation as well. What about kids being bullied, man? Because this is a big one. <laughs> Uh, because if you're a kid, you're in high school, you're being bullied. Let's just be honest. You can't tell everybody's going to say, tell the teacher, you can't do it. Cause now you look like a pussy. Okay. Just, let's just be honest here. You can't, well, it's even, not, even when you do a lot of times, nothing's done about it or not enough yeah. is done about it. It doesn't really stop it, you know, and stuff like that. I actually, I mean, so I still teach like regular martial arts classes. Mm. Okay. Uh, so like, yeah, I, I'm, a lot of the stuff we do is just like the, the reality-based self-defense stuff. All of our impact defense stuff is all about reality-based self-defense. But at the end of the day, I still teach regular martial arts classes, and that is for kids and adults and everything. Uh, so yeah, I, I actually deal with kids that are being bullied all the time hmm. uh, and have for years. I've now ta- taught martial arts for over 20 years. Uh, so I've had a lot of different situations, and sometimes – it is simple as standing up for yourself and being willing to, Hey, if I got to throw down, I got to throw down and I might get the crap beat out of me. But if I'm standing there and I'm willing to say, okay, if this is what it's going to come to, we're going to fight. Most of the time, uh, somebody's just bullying somebody is going to back off. Cause again, the, they only want to go so far. They only want to push it to the point where they can, you know, um, just, you know, they, they want to torture you. And that moment you're going to fight back is like, oh, okay, it becomes less fun for them at that point. Yeah. Uh, but like sometimes, like I had this one kid and, uh, and he, I mean, he's an adult now and he's, he's freaking phenomenal. He always has been phenomenal, which blew me away. That I found out he was being bullied and he actually, his mom come to me and she said, Brian, we've got to do something. Uh, so I, I took him to the side and we did some private lessons and we did some stuff. And I told him, I said, listen, I said, you can't let people bully you around. It got really, really bad for years. And I had no idea. I said, you got to do something about it. I said, you got to stand up to him. You got to do something. And I think he ended up getting into three fights. Uh, and then after those three fights, nobody ever messed with him again. Nice. But the kid hit like a Mack truck. I mean, he did. He always had a lot of power. So I knew if he ever actually got into a fight with somebody, uh, it was going to be you know, something most of the time, you know, we like to tell everybody and we do our best say like ignore them because if you can take their joy of torturing you away, there's no fun for it, fun in it for them anymore. But if you can, if if that doesn't work, man, you got to be willing to stand up for yourself because if you don't stand up for yourself, it will never stop. That's just the, the point of it. Yeah. I don't, I don't think a lot of parents like to hear that because no, they don't. I, I think that they want they want to believe that it can be settled in a civilized way, either through yeah. other teachers or hey, just ignore them or some diversion tactics. But I think any person who either went to high school or maybe has kids in high school and is connected with these kids, 
man, you know, it's eventually it's, it's, it's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. It's going to come yeah. to blows or like you said, that the, the kid getting bullied is going to stand up and other guys going to back down or girl, it's, it's just going to happen. And so you're saying the pill that you were prescribed would be some martial arts to kind of yeah, handle uh, that. I mean, you know, honestly, because I mean, okay, you get, you get a kid involved in martial arts, then kids going to feel more confident about themselves anyway, because they can handle themselves better. They're going to be less, if they're more confident, they're gonna be less likely to get bullied to begin with. Uh, so that's generally, I mean, I wouldn't be doing this for so much for so long uh, if I didn't believe in it. And I really believe that that is, if you teach someone how to handle themselves in a bad situation, it is going to, we go back to that confidence we were talking about earlier. It is going to affect your confidence for the rest of your life. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And you know, what's crazy too, is whenever you go to these martial arts classes, um, one thing I noticed was the, the assassins look like librarians. <laughs> Even. Even you, you look like the most kind, loving guy. You're a complete assassin. It is crazy, man. You go in there, it's like these little skinny guys and girls, and they will absolutely destroy you and take your lunch money so yeah. you never know. Do not pick on people. If you if you are hearing this right now, don't pick on people because that nerdy looking guy or girl may absolutely destroy your entire soul. What What's your yeah. recommended uh, martial art just to just to kind of build that confidence and to deal with bullies. Okay. Uh, If you're talking about kids, uh, younger kids, almost anything, honestly. And I, you know, I would prefer to say, do something that is going to um, have some actual real world value. But honestly, almost any kind of martial art is going to work if you're a little kid. Yeah. I mean, because it's just going to teach them enough to be worlds better than everybody else. But now, like you're talking about a uh, middle school teenager, you know, something like that. The main thing is make sure it's something that's good. I, I'm not a fan of certain styles, but to be completely honest with you, it has a lot more to do with the instructor than it does the the actual style. Yeah. So, like, I would say avoid Kung Fu because I think most of it's flowery and crap. Uh, but that is my opinion. And honestly, I know some Kung Fu guys out there that would beat the crap out of some people. So it just really depends on the instructor and do they actually understand what a real fight looks like? Uh, if you're just looking for something, uh, to say, what's the best bang for the buck that I can get, I would say something like a, an an MMA kind of thing, or just something that is, Something that will work for, you know, that I guess has the kids actually sparring and actually doing things so they Mm. would actually learn how to take a little bit of a hit and also how to deliver a few hits and stuff like that, but in a controlled and safe environment. That makes sense. Yeah, that, that that's good advice. I, I think pretty much anything. It, it's also, I think, a very socially building exercise for kids. Oh, yeah. To, to get, man, you walk into this strange place and all these people, there's lots of bravado and there's lots of, it's extremely intimidating. You know, they're over there, they're kicking the bag, man. They kick so hard, it's making big noises. And, oh, man, so wait a minute, wait a minute. We're going to have to do this. And, yeah, that's... I think that that'll really help 
younger folks grow or e- and even older folks. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Get, get out your shell. What do you think you'd be doing if you wasn't doing this? You, you had nothing to do with martial arts or self-defense. I honestly have no idea. Um, so <laughs> you love what you do, right? I do. Uh, you could tell. Yeah. I, I you know, I, when I, I've been doing this, uh, completely full time since about 2016, wow. uh, I was teaching for years before then. Uh, but you know, before this I was, I was a meat cutter at a grocery store. Um, and it's just kind of what I fell into. It wasn't, it's not that I was like, Oh, this was awesome. And I really enjoy it. No, it's just what I did, you know, but like, teaching martial arts and, and teaching self-defense and kind of doing all this stuff is, is completely my passion. Um, and I did it for years for free and I would do it for free again. Uh, if that's what it kind of fell to, uh, because I just, I just absolutely love it. But, um, honestly, I don't know what I would be doing if, I, if this was it, if well, let me ask you a question. do this. So, right. and, and, and you could be honest here. Okay. Listen, we'll, We'll we'll cut this part out if we have to. Um, <laughs> so, all right, I'll, I'll give you option because you have a family, you know, and we mm-hmm. all love we all love money. You can either do what you're doing now, or you can be a meat cutter and get paid ten times what you're getting now. Um, I already quit cutting meat, uh, making more money than I have ever made while doing this. So, but ten, ten times, know. ten, literally ten. Okay, so. There, there are days where that would be tempting, yeah. um, purely because I have bills that need to be paid. Um, but man, it would be hard. Yeah, I, I feel like this is what I was made to do. To be completely honest with you, uh, what makes you think that? Just having, what, 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 what makes you think that? Why, like, please explain this because this is a feeling that most people don't ever feel in their entire lives. They work in a cubicle and their soul gets sucked out slowly. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny is I, I was actually talking to that about the same thing with the guy that I used to work with. Um, you know, we, we were having a conversation about it. I was like, you know, and it's no offense to them because I loved everybody that I worked with at the place that I worked. It was like great. And that was the reason I stayed there for so long. But like, I, I just I can't deny that this is like this, this feels like my life's purpose, you know, Uh I love the ability to help. We call ourselves impact defense and impact martial arts. And I love that making an impact in people's lives uh, so much that it just doesn't feel like nothing else is as fulfilling in my life as this is um, as far as that goes. So, you know, I mean, that's kind of what it boils down to. I am actually like out there helping people and, I've been doing this for a long time. I can't count how many times I have had a situation come up where like, Hey, this kind of thing happened. And I was able to take care of myself. This kind of thing happened. And I was able to avoid and leave the situation when I thought was going to be really, really bad. Um, it's just, it's countless stories that I've heard that, that has made a difference in other people's lives. And, and if you take all that and just go like, Hey, you know, I never would have had the confidence to do this thing if it wasn't for doing this training, you know? Yeah. So those type of things has given my life so much purpose in doing this. So as a career, there's nothing else in this world that I could imagine giving me the same, same purpose that I have through this. Yeah. But that feels incredible. That it sounds like that word fulfillment is, uh, is the key. And I could only imagine yeah. what it's like to, 
to teach people how to defend themselves and to teach, help build people up, be more confident and whatnot. And then to get the testimonials, man, that's got to feel freaking great. Like I bet that feels better than working at like a soup kitchen. Um, (laughs) I mean, really that's, that's awesome. Um, Brian, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Every single question I threw at you, you had defense for it. You had great answers. You are you are fantastic. I feel like you're an encyclopedia. I feel like we could talk for five more hours. Um, I I could talk about this kind of stuff like all day. You have no idea, man. <laughs> it's awesome. I'm so glad people like you exist. I'm so glad because Thank you. Um, we need more people like you, and we need to be aware and uh, on on how to defend ourselves and to be more confident uh, through self defense. Where can people find you at? impactdefense.online. Um, that is like the hub for everything. Uh, over there you can find uh, the links to our all of our other stuff for social media. Uh, also, our YouTube has all of our video stuff. So uh, YouTube at Impact Defense, uh, you can see our podcast over there. You can see uh, review videos on self-defense items, uh, tools, whatever. Uh, and then also like a how-to video usually every week as well. Um, and we're on Instagram and Facebook and it's impact defense pretty much just about everywhere. Just look for that shield logo, like right there on my shirt. Um, awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again for, for coming on, Brian, you have a good night and I will get your, uh, secret green bean recipe. You could email it to me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you.